Signal City, a beacon for the young and superpowered. A community where citizens of a new generation find themselves in all the masks they wear. Will they learn to thrive or to threaten? What kind of world will they fight for? Find out as we follow the heroics and teenage struggle of Vigil, the Scion, and I'm here to make things right. Lilith, the curator, and I'm never alone. <laughs> Shrike, the Janus, and I wear plenty of masks. We welcome you to Re-Roleplay. As we come back for issue two, uh, the the first panel again opens with um, actually a, a first several panels of uh, reaction shots on each of the vigilantes uh, under the word bubble of where do you uh, think where do you see the torchbearers going? I think Vigil's going to open her mouth first because she's really been trying to tank the social politicking. Uh, for Mr. Nuclear's sake. Uh, and she's she's just going to start with her regular bullshit. I wish I could roll white lies, but I'm not sure I'm comforting or supporting him. Um, but she's just going to go on about, well, I think there, in, in our current super society, we have so many young, enthusiastic people from so many different sources and walks of life with so many different um, abilities and varied resources. And I think it's really exciting that more people are going to be able to bring their ideas and work with the torchbearers and um, really share what resources we have and make the best of them. Couldn't agree more. But that's what I'd like to drill in on. All this talk of, of bringing new ideas. What new ideas would you bring to the table? Well, what do you want to see? Where, where, if you had your way, if you could do anything you wanted to do, what would be the direction you pull in? We're definitely going to have a, um, a thought bubble <laughs> of Vigil standing, like, foot on her, like, her, her her father just lying down on the ground with, like, uh, little swirly signs in his eyes and her standing with, like, one foot on his chest uh, as, like, the mayor hands her the key of the city. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, uh, there, there's definitely, like, you, you get that, there's, like, the rubble of, of Lincoln Manor uh, in, in the background, there's... Uh, Anais with a, like, a bandana and a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> oh my god, I'm imagining the, like, the giant, like, Genlink sign, like, where it, where normally it would be all lit up in neon. It's, like, flickering and defunct. And on fire. And on <laughs> fire, yeah. There's, there's a uh, front-page news article uh, that says, Sundancer exonerated. Mm. And, um... Betsy's, like, it cuts back to Betsy, who has just this frozen smile on her face, and she's just like, well, I think what... Um, Shrike was trying to get at earlier is there just so many more backgrounds and experiences we can draw upon to really understand how best to uh, be a hero for our city and understand what needs there are there. And uh, Adam Nuclear is gonna is gonna turn to to Shrike on this one, and I think that's the real question: is how do you see how is best how's best to you. What do you think? Clara knew this question was coming to her eventually. Mm -hmm. She's had 30 seconds to think about it. Well, sir, I was doing the superhero thing for a little bit before I got involved with the Torchbearers, and uh, some of that was even solo. It, it was rough. It was difficult. 
And then, luckily, I, I met the vigilantes, got involved with them, and it got a little easier. And then I got involved with torchbearers, and it got a little easier again. And I think that's true for a lot of people. You know, I think a lot of people go from solo or a small team, and then the torchbearers give them the resources to do more of what they want. But that opportunity was was a little special for me. Because, you see, Mr. Nuclear, for me, being a superhero, it's not just what I want to do for the city or, or, or to, to help people. There's a reason I, I wear this, and she gestures to the mask. There's a, there's a reason that I cover myself up, that I, that I keep my secrets. I, I think most people who do that have their reasons. For me, it's not something I'm trying to run away from or something that I'm ashamed of or something that I'm afraid of. It's, well, it's something about who I am. I'm going to do a couple things mm-hmm. in order here. First of all, Everyone on the team knows the knows the, the 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 way that Clara sounds when she's about to reveal her identity to someone. She's done this a few times now. Yeah, I think you get the like un- Grimoire sitting up straighter and straighter as she realizes what's about to happen. Uh huh. Layla almost like like doing the like r- like actually like reaches a hand out to Clara like kind of subconsciously doesn't even realize she's doing it like almost that like trying to catch someone before they fall. Hmm. Yeah, Vigil uh, just has this frozen smile on her face, and you can see little beads of sweat <laughs> yeah. down her cheeks. Clara reached up to her neck, sort of, uh, there's like a little latch that, that seals the helmet because it's, it's airtight, unseals it, pulls it off from the back. See, part of the reason that I wanted to be a hero and wear this suit and the helmet is so that I could come across a little different than I do to most people. She looks around the room and she makes dead eye contact with Hadron. Yeah, and ha- Hadron is just staring back in the most, like, I'm trying to play this off as, like, psh, yeah, whatever way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ha- Hadron is doing his damnedest to not be impressed with this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting to be a hero, getting to be even a, a capable hero backed with resources, it's given me an opportunity to help the city as who I am, not just as who people think I am. That's what I want to see from the torchbearers. That's what I want to see the torchbearers doing. Giving people the resources to help the city and be heroes as they are. If I could do anything, that's what I'd do. There's a couple moves that I'm going to do here. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to roll I am what you see. It's not actually a roll, but I'm going to use I am what you see. Mm-hmm. Which and I've never re- used before. Remind me what this I'm, I was about to read it. When you spend time talking to someone about your identity, you can ask them which label they want to impose on you. Their player will tell you honestly. If you accept what they tell you, take plus one forward and either mark potential or clear a condition. I'm not actually sure what it means to have that label imposed on you. I don't think it actually interacts with your labels at all. It's a little unclear. I, I think it just... I don't think it shifts your labels or changes your mask label or anything like that. I'm well. I'm you are talking to an adult, and he is talking to you about who you are and how the world. Okay, works. fair enough. So, so it could be. So, yeah. Yeah, the label that Adam Nuclear wants to impose on on you on all of you is savior. It's always going to be savior. Um, he. He he's gonna he's gonna nod and kind of kind of scratch his chin a bit. I like that. And I agree. I think we really gotta we gotta give kids the resources to to really do it. 
to, to, to really go out there and do it. You know what I mean? Of course you do. Very well. But I think the big question is, who do you want to be? What What is this? All of this. And he, he gestures at the, the costumes, kind of flips his, his cape out a little bit. What does all of this mean to you? What What does putting on the cape, well, or the wings, mean to you? <laughs> she actually chuckles a little at that. The same thing it should mean to everyone. Getting to help people. Getting to help anyone. No matter what their background, no matter where they are in their life, no matter what they've done, no matter who they are. Getting to help them. All of them. This is exactly what I like to hear. And you know what? I, I, I get a hand it to my daughter. She really picked a gem out on, on this one. A few of them. As, as, he, as he looks around. I think all of you are a great fit for the Torchbearers. Frankly, I think that as an initiative crafted to, to help young capes, we need joiners. We need people who are, who are going to really buy in and who are really out there to do what they need to do to help your, your average citizen, to help the city, to help the country. And he is absolutely telling you who uh -huh. y'all are and how the world works. Uh -huh. uh, he is attempting to shift all of your labels right now. I and want to resolve one thing about I am what you see. Yes. Uh, if you accept what they tell you, take plus one forward and either mark potential or clear a condition. I think that's going to be contingent on are you he whether you are are you going to accept this label shift or are you going to try to reject? The label shift is superior up. The the label shift is savior up. Sorry. Um mundane down I'll accept that so if you accept what they have to say I will accept that uh, take plus one forward and I'm gonna clear angry because there's one more there's one more thing I want to roll off of this interaction if that's all right oh absolutely and uh, Lilith and vigil are you going to accept that shift or try to reject it I mean, it can't stick to me because my mundane is minus two. Uh, <laughs> my savior is somehow not plus three right now. It's only plus two right now. Uh, so you're going to take, you take a condition or um, are you going to try to reject it? I'm going to try to reject it. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> it's a 10 on the dice. So on 10 plus, choose two. Clear condition or mark potential by immediately acting to prove them wrong. I don't want to pr like prove him wrong because it's definitely more of an internal, like, screw you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um shift one, label up one down your choice, and cancel their influence and take plus one forward against them. Um, yeah, I think with all the verbal sparring and um, putting on a different kind of mask thing, uh, mm -hmm. Vigil's learning enough about him to, to learn, okay, I guess you clearly believe what you're trying to say, but uh, I... He, he is a bit telling you that, like, the, the way to a better tomorrow is join the institution, join up with the organization, yeah. sign up, be part of the something greater that is us. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, like, I think Vigil doesn't entirely disagree with them, but she still, she still has a chip on her shoulder over how Sundancer was treated and absolutely thinks that um, Mr. Nuclear was a part of that. And, like, at this point with this conversation, he's just a man. And I think she's able to cancel his influence. And... Myth's been taken out of it. Yeah, the myth's been taken out of him. 
The myth was taken out of him the first time he showed up. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to um, shift a label up and one label down, which is probably going to be Savior up. I can do this my way, not your way. Screw you. And uh, <laughs> probably Superior down because uh, Vigil is just being a little pig-headed right now. I mean, <laughs> also, not for nothing, I'm, I'm if I'm hearing what's going through uh, Vigil's head right now, it's, I, we're, we're not, we, we don't have to be better than other people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, save your up, superior down. Great. And Lilith. Uh, Lilith's going to roll to reject that for the meta reason of, I don't want my mundane to get any worse <laughs> than it already is. Um, Join the minus two mundane club. It's no, fun. It's fun I over need- here. Yes, but your Nakama isn't Anais. I need to be able to comfort and support. <laughs> um, I can comfort and support. I do it through lies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most vigil thing you've ever said. I know. All right, roll it. I'm rolling to reject. When you reject, you roll what label? None. Oh, you just cool. roll. Oh, cool. Yeah, here we go. It's a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Huh? Oh, good. That's a 10 on the dice. All right, choose two. All right. Um. Okay, I'm going to shift. One label up and one down. And I'm actually I'm actually gonna shift my mundane up to zero. <laughs> <laughs> and funnily enough, I'm gonna shift my agent on. I knew it. Ooh. I knew it. I'm gonna shift my agent down from plus two to plus one. So so I'm doing that. I see, I kind of I kind of wanna say something because I think because Layla does have something to add to this conversation a little bit. And uh, do, do you mind if I... Then, Not at all. Uh, Sounds like they're about is... to act to prove him wrong. I think I am, which means I'm going to mark some poten- potential. <laughs> uh, I'm going to mark some potential. Um, even though I would have loved to cancel his influence, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because I want to say this. Um, Layla... And, and this, is, this is the explanation for the shift. Layla's hearing what he's saying, and he's saying, you know, join the organization, join the man. And here's the thing. Layla's been in an organization. Mm-hmm. And she remembered how they weren't there for her when she needed it. So she's she's been quiet for a second and she kind of gets this, like her lips pressed together in a line. And she you, you can see her kind of like fighting with herself about, am I going to say this? Or am I actually going to say this to Adam Nuclear? And she looks over and she makes eye contact with Anais. And as she like she and, and as she does, she hears a little a little voice in her head. What would Blue Streak say? and in that moment she like gathers her strength from looking at Anais like slight nod Mm -hmm. and then she kind of looks back to Adam Nuclear and says well I don't know I would I would hope that any organization would have a level of accountability based on just my personal experiences and some of the things I've seen Sometimes organizations work harder to protect the organization and not the people that it's designed to protect, sometimes not even its own members. I would want to see any organization being better than that. Because that's the thing, we're supposed to lead by example, aren't we? We are supposed to show how to protect people including our own, no matter who they are. And Adam kind of stares 
into into Lilith for for a minute. She, there. she holds that eye contact. Yeah, um, and he's gonna he's gonna nod thoughtfully. It's always been the dream, the the goal with the torchbearers that Buck's gotta stop with someone, and figuring out exactly who that is. Hey, that's half the question, isn't it? For a lot of years, it's it's been my family and I, and I think that we are in the very blessed position that we've been solid custodians, that we've earned the trust of people. You know that. He he gestures over to Shrike. <laughs> Who is having to be a lot more careful at her facial expressions now that she's not wearing a mask <laughs> anymore. I think that any organization's got to have its leaders, and its leaders have to stand up and really take responsibility for things. And if we couldn't do that, well, you wouldn't be leaving cowls on our front doorstep, would you? Layla chuckles a little bit. Good to hear you get it, sir. Ah, please, it's Adam. It's Mr. Nuclear. (laughs) (laughs) If you insist. And uh, thanks for taking care of that, by the way. Yeah, I'm... Well, you know how it's been lately with uh, with all these breakouts from, from Shock HQ. We do got to make sure that the, the real big threats to the city stay somewhere a little bit safer. I want to resolve the thing I was doing a <laughs> second ago, but oh boy, this will actually, this will parlay quite nicely, I think. All right, hit it. There's there's one there's one more pair of pair of moves I want to do back to back, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Uh... The mask, which I use pretty often, lets you reveal your secret identity to someone who didn't know it already, mark potential, and swap your danger, or your, your mask's label on your mundane for one move. Mm-hmm. I just did that. You sure did. So I'm going to mark potential. Um, having marked potential, I'm going to take one of our infinite retakes, because I'm at I'm at advance, uh, and I have no more advances that I can really narratively take. <laughs> no more regular playbook advances anyway. Yeah, no more than normal ones. So I'm going to take the advance, take a 12 plus on a move. And I'm going to save that. I'm going to I'm going to hold on to that for now. Mm-hmm. Give myself a marker to remind myself that I have that. Uh, and I'm going to roll to pierce the mask of Mr. Nuclear, of Adam. Do it. That is a six on the dice, uh, which is a nine in real life. Do I get one question? You get one question. One. How can I gain influence over you? If you want to gain influence over over Mr. Nuclear... You're going to have to really commit to the Torchbearers. You're going to have to join. You're going to have to be a joiner. You're going to have to get into and play ball with the institution and the system. And you're going to have to, with the Janus, there is a certain amount of independence. There is a certain amount of doing things your own way, of trying to balance this with your own life. If you want influence over Mr. Nuclear, you're going to have to leave that level of anonymity and autonomy behind (laughs) and join a program that demands its members be exemplars and really be out there in a big way. I'm going to work in secure. (laughs) Claire will remember this. Good. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, as a uh, as a sort of silence falls around the room. You know, speaking of which, that imperative you uh, you draw. She's a real handful, isn't she? Oh, Clara, Clara tries so so hard not to not to lock up a little bit. Mm-hmm. She was she was difficult. Yeah. Where is she now? I take it she's not at Shock HQ. No, no. We uh, the, the really nasty ones. We keep them in the bunker. The what? Uh, Curie actually raises an eye at her at her dad. Are we telling people about that now? Hmm. You know, not everybody, but I think we're having. A, I don't think these are ordinary circumstances. Do you, kiddo? She kind of sh- shrugs. It's our whole secret underground deal. You don't think we superhero out of the manor, do you? Clutch kind of gets this faraway look. You know, I had wondered. So all the really nasty cowls that we got to hang on to that other places can't quite hang on to... All the old jets and motorcycles and really tacky old costumes. Now, honey, <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> that all stays down in the basement. Why did you want to see her? You know, I've got a few things to say to her. Would that ruin dinner? Uh, at, at this Molly Nuclear... Um, it pops into the room. Not at all, dears. If you want to go, go on down and have a look around. Dinner will be it will be right there and ready when you're done. Oh boy, Clara looks around. <laughs> Shrike looks around. Anyone coming with me? I. <laughs> this is kind of between me and her, but you'll come with me, right? Hi, Grimoire jumps up. Yes, I'm coming with you. <laughs> Grimoire needs to see exactly what kind of extrajudicial nastiness is going on in the basement of uh <laughs> uh-huh. well someone does Blue but it's not Street. Grimoire also to clarify that is that is absolutely uh, Clara's ancillary benefit to to doing this to, mm. to get a look at exactly mm-hmm. what's going on here yeah Fidgel's gonna look at Mr. Nuclear and say so let me get this straight you have basically a museum downstairs to, to your work as superheroes? Uh, yeah. Oh, you gotta give me a tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I will. <laughs> yeah, and Vigil definitely gives a knowing glance over at Shrike, like, use this opportunity. I am taking him so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to be clear that she has tucked her helmet under her, under her arm, very pointedly pointing straight forwards. Uh, and... Just subtly reaches inside and turns on a, a little recording. Mm-hmm. There's there's a little red light on the inside of the helmet that you can't see from the outside that starts blinking. Yep. Yeah, Layla Layla is also gonna nod and and uh, like like stand stand up. The the rocker makes another ungodly shriek, <laughs> and then she just she just hey you know I'm behind you all the way. Then show us your. She 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 giggles. She's trying so hard here. <laughs> Show us your hall of heroes. <laughs> uh. All right. Never thought I'd be uh, giving a tour of the place, but first time for everything, right? And uh, Adam Nuclear does that uh, that that very dad stand of like hops off, pushes <laughs> off his his knees a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, 
and starts uh, starts leading the way. Uh, Lilith, you see, uh, you see Hadron going for uh, one of the cream puffs, but it looks like he's going for the wrong one. Oh, um, yeah, she. Oh, oh, here's what she says. Wouldn't go for that one. Uh, she thinks who she's gonna throw under the bus and decides that decides that Betsy will Betsy doesn't mind. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you wouldn't want to go for that one. Vigil dropped it and put it back on the plate, hoping no one would notice. <laughs> and he kind of gives you this sour look. Thanks, and and uh, takes takes the big one in the middle. Uh, does 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 Lilith take a uh, take a cream puff? Uh, yeah, Lilith Lilith grabs uh one of the cream puffs on the edge and just to just to just to sell this even more, she's like, "Ugh, you got the best one." Cool, and he he uh he oh pops it into his mouth. I assume right at the same time uh Lilith does, mm-hmm. and a moment later, Lilith realizes to her horror that there has been a mix up. <gasps> You missed on that provoke in issue one, and now it's coming back to haunt you as Layla gets the wasabi cream puff. Vigil wins! (laughs) So long as Vigil causes chaos, Vigil wins. Yeah. So, do you want me to roll something for this? Powerful blow? Yes, roll to take a powerful cream puff. (laughs) Okay, good. This is, yeah, I have no conditions marked. This is gonna be fine. Um, oh, shoot, one of those is... Oh, that's a seven, unfortunately. All right. All right. Choose one from the seven through nine list. (laughs) Layla bites into this cream puff, and unfortunately, I mean, she's a weeb and she lived in Japan. She can take wasabi just not when she... Not a full (laughs) mouthful of it when she's not expecting it. And she actually, like... Her eyes start watering a little bit. She she chokes. She she coughs. Um, tries to like keep it together. Like like you can you can see the the little tears at the mm-hmm. corners of her eyes. And she coughs and she's just like, mm. so which one you pick? She's gonna give ground. Cool. Uh, the the opposition in this case, I could name Hadron, but I'm not going to. Uh, uh the opposition in this case uh, is Xyluria. <gasps> As uh, Layla loses focus for just a moment, and uh, Xyluriel takes the wheel and pops the other half of the <gasps> wasabi pastry into her mouth. That bastard! She goes, mm, delicious. We'll have to ask her to make more. Is that part out loud? Like that Hadron can hear it? <laughs> yes. And Hadron kind of like stops and just turns with that what the hell <laughs> what the hell as, as this very not Lilith voice comes out of Lilith <laughs> Layla kind of choke like chokes coughs like is trying to like cover up all this <clears throat> yeah mm. Vigil knows how to make them yeah, and Vigil's gonna come up and just tap her on the back saying a girl I'm glad you like my cooking go on <laughs> I think I think she's gonna she's gonna like kind of in her own head think to Xyluriel, I don't know if that was a save or a sabotage, but I simultaneously love and hate you. <laughs> so as you uh, as you process through the the nuclear mansion, and you can see like there's all sorts of like there's bronze busts in here and 
uplighting of various like there's a there's a like awards case mm. that spans an entire hallway. I hate them so much. <laughs> Um, and, and finally you get to a point where, um, Mr. Nuclear actually, uh, there, there's a big, like, radiation symbol on the wall that he sort of, like, turns, so it, it reveals a button and presses it, and the wall starts to open up. Um, about that time you hear the sounds of toe beans on tile. <gasps> And uh, some excited yipping as uh, Fission, <gasps> the smallest, furriest, and cutest of the nuclears, uh, comes barreling around the corner. Uh, and all at once, you see Curie's entire face light up as she as she gets down on her knees. This dog like tackles into her and is sort of like curling, wagging its tail, uh, excitedly like pushing its its head and she's like oh yes who's a good boy oh you're so good oh you're so <clears throat> you're a good boy <laughs> looking up momentarily mortified that she just did this in front of everyone Clara I mean he is a very good boy he is the best of boys <laughs> and uh Fission as the as the wall uh, opens up and there's a big like one of those like freight lifts down a like cement silo. Uh, Fission hops up and, and just hops over the lift <laughs> and just into the open air, kind of flies up around the other side, yips again, and just plunges down into the bunker. Right, flying dog. Yep, he's perfect. That's got to get so difficult to deal with. How do you walk him? <laughs> you, you, Curie has the momentary, like, war flashback. <laughs> you hold on tight. <laughs> oh, so he's a puller. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at that, uh, Adam Nuclear leads you onto the lift and starts it down. The bunker is, well, it's exactly what it sounds like. It is a massive complex under uh, the the nuclear mansion. The lift ride down is is slow, and you've got the like the flashing yellow lights as the lift is moving. And when you get to the bottom, it's this this wide open space. The walls are all like sl- are are slanted at an angle. Um, it almost looks triangular. Um, there's a lot of like cement. Everything is 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 austere, like concrete. Not very decorated the way the rest of the man- mansion is. Uh, lead plating. Um, very like u- all utility and all just like chunky and stark. Uh, throughout the middle of the bunker. Uh, there are display cases with just a, a complete assortment of seemingly entirely random items in them. Uh, you can see there are a few platforms in the middle. There's a very obvious like lift that you're pretty sure goes outside uh, that has some vehicles parked on it. Um, it looks like it, it comes up under the lawn somewhere. Um, and all around the the periphery uh along along one wall there is just a series of it almost looks like like zoo tanks 
basically. Uh, of, of just these these like cells that have what is apparently glass and you're pretty sure is something a lot stronger mm-hmm. than glass at the front. Uh, and each of them has some different, very specialized containment device and something else in it. A few of them just look like these these monstrous beings. There's there's one that is uh, just like overgrown with plant life. There's one that uh, it's hard to see through the glass because it's it's clearly like sub zero temperatures in there. Like the the glass is frosted over. Uh, there's there's one that the inside is is just a like some sort of massive containment pod. There's one with like a sarcophagus that's chained up. Um, I think Layla's gonna walk by that uh, one. Yeah, Layla walks by that one, and she actually kind of kind of stops short. Yeah, uh, Z actually like very momentarily just shifts Layla's feet to walk a little away Ooh. from that. Yeah, Layla kind of like mutters to Z, "No, I got you. That that containment spell's stronger than the one I broke you out of." I'm not worried about me. You need to not get anywhere near that. Do I want to know why? Because of what it's designed to trap, and who your soul is grafted to. She like you. You get the moment of the two of them like wa- like their eyes go to where Anais is still like walking ahead. Oh, I don't mean hers. If anything happens to any one of the three of us, it happens to all three of us. And as we do not want to be on the wrong end of a very powerful containment spell, might I interest you in this freeze ray over here? (coughs) Freeze ray sounds so much better. (laughs) I I feel like Claris, or Shrike, sees this this whole interaction and just... Friend of yours? Uh, no, um... Enemy of my literal soul. Oh, uh... Or that. Or that. I think, are, are we far enough from some of the nuclears that, that, like, she could actually speak relatively privately to... I think the the group is sort of dispersing a little bit. Uh, Adam is... Uh, Adam Nuclear is definitely, like, swept Vigil up and is, <laughs> is giving the tour of... And, and Vigil, yeah, Vigil definitely knows enough about, like, superhero history to ask questions about every mm-hmm. single one of them. Yep. I'm imagining, like, how this is represented in the panels is that everything that's not happening with Vigil and Adam Nuclear has this, like, almost ticker tape-style <laughs> speech bubble above of the monologue that he's giving. <laughs> Yep, and it really is a tour. Like that, as we uh, as the group sort of breaks up, we we get him gesturing to uh, the disassembled components of what looks like a a massive ankylosaurus. Just just like, oh. and you see here, this was actually the first of, that we saw of the cybersaurs. <laughs> you know what that's like, I'm sure. Oh yeah, no, <sighs> uh, Generation One was terrible. <laughs> Is, is this the, has he always kind of wanted to give someone a tour of this place? He's been kind of rehearsing the script in his head for years and never thought he'd actually get a chance to use it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is a, a dad showing off his, his model train set. Yes, I'm just imagining uh, what happens when one of my friends or one of my siblings' friends has the misfortune of bringing up solar panels in front of my dad. Oh, yes. And there goes the next two hours of their life. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, the... Uh, um, the, the rest of you, Hadron has kind of followed you all down here and, and more or less just looks like he's just like kind of sulking and, and, and watching to make sure no one touches anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, 
Kiri is, is just kind of padding along, watching her dad whisk Vigil away. Could I um, actually go talk, unless someone else has something they want to do, or... I had a line, but... Give your line. Hit us with your line. Yeah. Yeah, Shrike, as she's kind of, is basically just walking along the, the bank of cells, she'll arrive at, at Imperative at, a, at an appropriate time, I'm sure. Mm. Um, at plot o'clock. At plot o'clock, but I, I, think, I think she's walking with, with Lilith for a little mm. bit, just kind of, okay, at least some of these seem vaguely appropriate. The sarcophagus, whatever's in the giant cube, at least they're not all just people from the city, right? Lilith is going to kind of, like, take a deep breath. I guess that does make it easier to keep them down here. Can't re- can't wait to read the next Blue Streak article. Yep. Oh. Hey, um, I'll catch up with you. I want to go talk to Carrie. Yeah, I've got an appointment anyway. Layla's going to sidle up to Curie and just kind of like walk in a in a companionable silence for a few paces and then just be like hey i this is going to come out sounding flip but i mean it in all seriousness are you okay define okay i mean your parents make superheroing not just their whole identity but your whole family's whole identity i mean you don't have a civilian persona. Everyone at Bayside knows who you are. You you don't even have a real name. Well, I have a real name. It just happens to also be the professional one. No, like, actually, legally, our names are the Nuclears. <sighs> but, like, yeah, that's that's what I mean. You never get to be anything outside of this. Nope. This is why I like things like Art Club. When you're a part of this kind of family, the superheroing thing really is kind of your whole thing. I could walk this room blind if I wanted to. I could probably give the tour that Dad's giving Vigil right now blind if I wanted to. We're just going to cut to, ha, 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 you're so funny. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) You're not wrong. It's kind of the whole thing. But what am I supposed to do about it, right? This is literally who I am. You read about stuff like the walkout, and some people get to walk out. I was... Born flying around, shooting lasers at things. I was born with the name Curie Nuclear. I was born into this, and it follows me wherever I go. Dad wants this for everybody. To just be this out loud. Superheroes. The the, the big... Pantheon, all the time. And when that's your dad, days off really aren't in the cards. And neither is walking away. Layla kind of takes a deep breath. I mean, I kind of get that. My parents were 
curators before I was born. It's all I grew up with. So trust me, I get it. I just, I think it'd be a pretty big waste for you to just go with the hand you were dealt and never do anything that you want to do. I mean, look, I'm living proof that you don't have to be your parents. I try to make time for me when I can, but the difference between me and a me? lot of other supers, of you, of, of Clara, is at the end of the day, I can go home and I can try to be normal, but that's the mask, and under it, I'm still Curie Nuclear. Clara gets to put on Strike when she wants. You get to put on Lilith when you want. But I am always going to be Curie Nuclear. Is that what you want? Doesn't matter. It's what I am. And we get a, uh, a, a, a like, tall panel that, that just sort of has the, the two figures of them walking and just the long view down of the, of the very stark bunker. Meanwhile, Shrike. Uh-huh. You are are walking down this row of of cells and you you pass a few more. One of them uh one of them has some sort of something in it that that seems to uh almost kind of looks like an alien. It like it, it like blends in with the background as it sees you. And finally, you get to uh, a you pass by that into a, a cell that looks a lot more normal, and you hear from within a very familiar voice. Hmm. I was wondering if you were going to stop by. <sighs> were there any other like obvious humans? Not here? really. No. <clears throat> It's it's pretty much all things that are are bizarre and incomprehensible. Hmm. And Miss Hargrove. And imperative. She's still got the mask. She's got it. She's got it's. Ve- it looks like it's very much been welded back together, but she's got one. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't expect to be dropping in. I'll be honest. It was kind of a surprise visit. Did you put that mask back together, or did they? Would you believe it if I told you they did? Yep. Something about a code of honor, if we couldn't keep our masks on. Something about being civil, blah, 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 and then they put me down here. Being civil. Yeah, you know all about that, don't you? What were you thinking? I was thinking that someone had to fight for you. Clara actually takes a step back from the glass and then take, takes the helmet that she's been recording all this on and, like, sets it down on the on the ground. Or, or like, is there, like, a pedestal somewhere nearby that has some, like, something yeah. on it? Yeah. She, like, sets it down so it's still pointing at, at the cell and still recording this conversation. Uh... And, and then steps back up to the glass uh, and, and, and puts, puts, puts a gloved hand with the talons out on mm-hmm. the glass. And you thought that that was how you should do that? You thought that that was how you should fight for me? Yes. And you won't listen if I tell you that you were wrong, will you? I will think that you are 
very idealistic and very young. You haven't been in the system that is Signal City long enough to see it. But for as much as people preach about what a, a great community we have, about supporting the next generation, there is only so much to go around. They were bleeding Bayside High dry so that they could line the pockets of, of stuffed shirts and inflated egomaniacs up there. You don't get to touch them. No one gets to touch them. Someone had to make sure that the kids of Bayside High were getting enough. Oh yeah, think of the children. I've heard that before. You know who you sound like? You sound like every boy who's sniggered at me in the hallway since I came out. You sound just like them, just for a different reason. Maybe you didn't get to touch them. I will. Watch me. I hope that's true. In the meantime, have, have I ever... It's always been for you, Clara. Who was the first person to give you somewhere you could be yourself? Who looked out for you the first time your identity could have gotten out? Who it's, punched me through a roof? Who asked you to go home that day? Who poisoned me? Were you seriously hurt by it? Or did you get dizzy for a few hours so that you could hopefully be kept out of harm's way? It's easy to sit in judgment. It's easy to take your stance when you don't have people who are depending on you. You think I don't have people depending on me? Not in this way. I think you have a team, and I think you have friends, and I think you're all very sure that you know what the right thing is to do. Ask yourself this. You dropped me here. You trusted me to the nuclears. Do you think I've seen a lawyer? A cop? Do you think there's any date for a trial down here? Do you think I have so much as seen light of day since they brought me down into the bunker and locked me away with all the other collection of weird things? I'm at their mercy down here, Clara. Is she trying to shift my labels? Because it feels like she's trying to shift my labels. She is absolutely trying to shift your labels. She is... What she is telling you is that essentially you don't know everything, that her way was right, and that your idea of what justice is may not really be that. She is trying to shift your savior down and your mundane up. I'll accept that. I'll All take right. that. Oh, boy. Clara. Clara. She's close enough to the glass now that Miss Hargrove could absolutely see the, the, the tears at the corners of her eyes. You know, I'll be honest, I'm starting to question my decision to leave you here. And something in her inner jaw just sets. Okay. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe sometimes you have to play the game that you don't want to play because someone you care about is in trouble. 
Fine. You'll get a lawyer. I'll make sure of it. Atta girl. After all, the buck has to stop with someone, doesn't it? Roll to assess the situation. Or oh. no, roll to unleash your powers. Wow. I'm slightly better at that. <laughs> that's snake eyes. Oh. Oof. That's the... a three total. Wait, that's a, that's oh, a three total. We can't save that. Nope. We get a number of flashes as Clara realizes several things at once. First, we get a flashback to the panel of Adam Nuclear upstairs saying, the buck has to stop with someone, doesn't it? And then we get a a series of flashes of awareness as Clara realizes that the eyes on Imperative's helmet are functional and are pointing at her. As at, at the slight grin that pops up on Imperative's face, and at the we get a panel from from behind Shrike, as a reflection on the glass shows a large spidery figure coming in behind her. Mm, oh boy! Shrike, uh, you. You manage to jump at the last second to avoid it as uh, Imperative's throne crashes through the glass that was holding her. And as you look up and the the klaxons sound and the and the uh, lights start flashing in the bunker, Imperative rises on her throne, crosses her legs, and grins. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reroll Play. This episode you heard us play Masks, a new generation created by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. I'm Marie, your show running GM, and our sound editing is done by Andy. The music you're hearing is the epic orchestral superhero trailer by Neil Murray Music. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Reroll Play Podcast or on Twitter at Signal City for regular updates as our adventures continue. If you'd like to help us make our show even better, please consider supporting us on Patreon. A link to our page can be found in the description. We'd like to thank all our patrons for their generous support, but we'd like to make special mention of our paragons of Signal City, Caitlin, Cass Weld, and our anonymous benefactor. With that, we're officially off to get our just desserts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next episode. <laughs>